0: Listener Production. Our kitchen is always open.
1: I'll have what she's
0: having. It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast.
1: G'day, Matt. Thanks for joining us. Um, I'm going to ask you something in a moment, but Producer Bron, i got a question for you first and foremost on this Monday morning.
2: Yeah. Wait, 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 what's going on? Why? What, what,
1: well, I what just want to ask Bron something about, you know, we're in the studio here doing the podcast. Yeah. Do you know who else uses this thing? Because someone's... <laughs> I'm getting these notifications at the bottom of... The screen, computer screen, every time mm. from shape.com. What's
3: that? I don't know. Hey, what's shape.
1: And you know, it's just maybe, maybe you visit on ClickFish. I'm, it, this could be you, but <laughs> every time we come in and record the podcast, it has articles from Shape popping up and they're always like really sexual.
2: Oh, Shape Magazine. Okay. So oh, well, here's a couple now. How to make your sex life more sustainable. Well, the one that's right. looking me
1: in the face right now, I go to press record on the podcast and I look at these things. How to use a sex swing. Oh. How to use a sex swing without pulling any muscles. I've been using swings a lot
2: more recently because I've been going, hanging out at playgrounds <laughs> with uh, my daughter, Sophia. I've got to tell you, I get travel sickness on them these days. I mean, that's... Uh... To have to swing and have sex—that that, doesn't—that doesn't seem good to me. I need to have some ginger beforehand, you know, ease the stomach.
1: Now, if you're going to feel sick, uh, make sure you sit at the front of the swing, please. Um, that's what we need. Um, look, anyway, Bron, feel free to do some investigating. Get I'll to the bottom of this. because I... I guess there's sex and relationship podcasts get recorded in here.
3: Yeah, I'll figure it out. We'll do some investigating.
1: All right, well, maybe we won't do it today because we do have a big show lined up for you already, but maybe down the, down the track we can just cover the few of the things that are popping up on the shape.com. Push notification.
2: Yeah, next time something pops up, just, <laughs> click, just click read and tell us what's happening. <laughs> All right. Someone I'll out there that. needs to know how to use a sex swing. <laughs> and in fact, if you use a sex swing, give us a call because I want to bloody well know what the hell it is and how to use it.
1: All right, um, Ron, you're going to be back later on with Clickfish. Uh, Matt O'Kine, I want to find out about your trip to Port Macquarie. And also, we're going to be covering that really, really terrible news coming out of America with the uh, the music festival that um, went horribly, horribly wrong. Um, a bit more info about that later on. But uh, before that, Matt, should we get straight into it?
2: Let's do it. This is Matt and Alex, All Day Breakfast. Let's go.
0: This is just
1: the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here
2: we go. Matt
3: and Alex, All Day Breakfast.
2: Excellent weekend at Port Macquarie. Alex Dyson. A bit of R&R. New local, really. One of those pesky sydney (laughs) ciders. Just dropping by rural New South Wales. Just infecting people. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. Well, back in the day it was coming from a hot spot. Hence they locked the door on you. But back to, able to go back and be a weekender, I hope you did not drop in on any local grommets, Matt.
2: Not, oh, no on, I would never dare. Although Belinda would tell you that I went for a very nice swim. Really? And it was I, I was honestly in the water. I was looking around, I was thinking, I feel so lucky to be here. Such an incredible spot, beautiful part of the world in Australia. And then when I got out, Belle said, oh, I have to show you something. And I said, oh, what is it? I thought, I thought Sophia had done something. And, uh, and then she pointed at the ground, jellyfish, and then she said, now look up. And I looked at like a look on the edge of the beach everywhere. Jellyfish everywhere.
1: How did you not notice that on the way in? That would have been your I, first... like,
2: I just somehow missed it. I was too taken aback. Your by biggest the, uh, fear. Yeah, it is. It's, I'm terrified. I can't believe that it happened. And two of the biggest blue bottles I'd ever seen in my life. As big as my fist, man. You, you could have you um, floated a house with these, the balloons on these <laughs> bloody blue bottles. Well, does that
1: make you think, oh, you know, it's all in my head. I, I, can, I can go for a swim whenever now?
2: Uh, I'm sort of beaten. it. I'm one step up the ladder, up the fear ladder. But look, we had a really nice dinner at a very fancy seafood restaurant and uh, only slightly stymied... By um, me being halfway through my Hiramasa kingfish fillet when uh, I copped a sharp jab into the side of my gums,
1: right? Oh, no. Yeah. Not I the, found the Daddy a Mac putting in the anaesthetic a little bit ahead of schedule, <laughs> the old dentist.
2: And I found a bone <laughs> in my dinner. fish. And it's been a while since I've jabbed myself with a, with a bit of fish bone mm. and I thought this is a typical case... Of when food attacks, <laughs> right? Now the next day as well. <laughs> Sophia trying to grab a crumpet from the kitchen yep. bench, plate falls on her, mm. bumps her in the head. Right?
3: Mm.
1: When food attacks, mine sort of didn't attack as it as it sort of escaped because I was watching um, some American college football on the weekend. I I openly derided the fact that the person who was running with the ball dropped the ball and then his teammate went to pick it up and absolutely went over it and missed it and it was a fumble and a turnover and then I was holding a can of Pringles and then, you know, just went out of nowhere, It they just jump out of your hand. <laughs> what? I just no. I had a fumble with the Pringles. And it like, Oh, it was, my God. Instead of fights, it was flight and it ran over and Dad had just was visiting. He just vacuumed and, um, yeah, he was not happy because I was chip Would crumbs all over the ground. Would you say they tried
2: to pop you? Probably, Yes. I think this is another case of when food attacks and look the the most severe case of this I saw on the weekend came via one of our very very good friends of the show Alex Tyson. Veronica Milsom, you, uh, you might have been familiar with Veronica when she filled in over a uh, break most recently. Also, X Triple J host, currently the host of Zero Waste Baby, uh, an incredible award-nominated podcast here on Listener. And Veronica's with us now. Veronica, you know all too well of what happens when food attacks. <laughs>
4: Food Bites Back. yes. I feel like
1: that's better. Matt spent his whole time just repeating and repeating the name. I don't know if it could be too late to change it now. Okay, but okay,
2: let's let's scrap when food attacks and go with when food bites
1: back. Yeah, All right. So did you try to bite food and it bit you back, Viron? Oh, half of my mouth is
4: super glued together right now. (laughs) <laughs> um, it's, I had a horrible time on Friday afternoon. Basically, um, what happened was I, I was like, oh, what a delightful afternoon. Wouldn't mind, you know, rip it into a bit of cold chalky from the fridge. So I went to the fridge and got a block of chocolate. For the record, it was a Cadbury fruit and nut, um, just <laughs> okay. a block. And uh, I uh, get into it. I heard a huge crack and I was like, oh, okay, it must just be the nut within the fruit and nut chocolate. But it was my entire front tooth. Mm. That just went all the way down, the crack down the front. Which Up the just-
1: middle?
2: What, like it's split in half? Yeah. Oh. And
4: and I, I, was, I was like, oh, my gosh, something really bad's happened in my mouth. So I told my mum, I was like, oh, my God, I think that my tooth is cracked. And She was like, show me. I pushed my tongue toward oh. the tooth and it could fully, like, flop out. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to have to do a retrospective <laughs> squirmy warning in here uh, because that is, I don't like those feelings that that image is giving me, Veronica Wilson. Oh. Yeah,
4: so the thing, I quickly called my dentist and I, I went in there. You know what, you don't love when any sort of medical professional says to you, oh, boy, this is bad. <laughs> I was like, okay, um, bedside manner or something. <laughs> and I uh, have to have the entire thing removed, a titanium screw go in, and then I'll just have a, a fake tooth in the front of my mouth.
1: Oh, no. my God. <laughs> and that's, I hate these ones because that's, that's forever now, isn't it, Veronica?
4: Yeah, totally. Well, they you don't oh grow back. God. Because they're so busy post-lockdown, um, there's a, like, a huge backlog of people who need these, I guess, cosmetic things. Because, I, frankly, oh. I could be toothless. Um, and so now I have to just like, have my front tooth super glued together while I wait.
2: Oh, so can you, like, so you've got the tooth there. There's a big crack down the middle of it, but there's super glue in between it. And does it
4: hurt? It kind of hurts. He said to me, he reiterated a number of times, this is for show, not for go which I thought was like a, a weird, cute um, dentist thing that he obviously was like, yeah, I'm going to say
2: that every time. Wait, 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 wait. This is for show not to go. <laughs> okay, I just wanted
1: yeah. to get
4: that
2: in there. So
1: it's like some, when someone's, you know, broken a, the back windscreen or something and they've put just plastic over it and duct taped it <laughs> over. You're you running one of those until we can get the uh, the real reinforcements in.
4: Yeah, and like actually all my front four teeth are all just glued together. So that that front one doesn't pop out. So I can't or anything. Like I can't get between them.
2: And you can't you can't like bite with it at all.
4: No, can't bite with it. In fact I've already like gone to it and been like, oh gosh. And it's crazy how many things you use your teeth for that you don't (laughs) realise. Like um opening stuff and like biting my kids' nails, things like that. And I'm like, oh gosh.
2: (laughs) Wait. What? Oh no! Don't worry, Alex. You've—I mean, what? Yeah, that's how you're biting your own child's nails. Look, uh, yes, I do that. Yeah, you think... both do that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, some people argue that you're not supposed to because it's transfer of, transfer of saliva and germs from your <laughs> mouth onto I'm their fingers. I'm not worried about putting my hands. germs on
1: them. I'm worried about where two-year-olds
2: have been sticking their fingers. <laughs> oh, mate, this, this is just—they're they're us. You know what I mean? It's me. <laughs> It's just like nibbling a part of me.
4: Yeah. It does certainly feel disgusting though, because they do have a really grotty fingernails.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Veronica, we, we wish you all the best with with your recovery. Matt, would you would you have any tips, The Son of a Dentist?
2: No, I wouldn't. But I did want to say congratulations on the nomination for the Australian Podcast Awards, Veronica Milson. Yeah. Zero Waste Baby, incredible stuff. Uh, huge fan. And you can listen to it here on Listener. So congrats again. And if you would like to
1: vote for Zero Waste Baby with Veronica Milson in the Listener's Choice Awards. Don't do it. Instead, put in Matt and Alex all day breakfast into that one um, and let Veronica win your category. So there you go, Veronica. Uh, yeah. Oh,
4: sorry, I'm so sorry. I've ended up just having to, like, run away from my children who are crying after me. Can okay, you okay,
2: you go, you go. They probably need their nails cut. Go, go. Nails bit. Go.
3: Click, 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 click. Clickfish.
1: Clickfish. With producer Bron. Yes, the news organisations chuck out the click baits and the biggest fish of all, the clicking megalodon. Producer Bron joins us in the studio right now. G'day, Bron. Hello.
2: I'm a bit worried, Bron. I mean, I feel like I clicked on a couple of things over the weekend <laughs> that had your name written all over them. So let's see how we went. How was your weekend, by the way? We haven't caught up for a little while.
3: It was good. Had a house party over the weekend. Ooh, Actually, ooh. took the best shot I've ever seen anyone take. Ev- well, we played beer pong. <laughs> I was on a winning team doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely missing every shot. You are some dead
1: weight for a while there.
3: Yeah, literally three rounds I did nothing. And then the one shot I got in was a trick shot turned around backwards threw it behind this ring of lights, <laughs> and it got in. <laughs> what wow. so, a miracle. Yes. Wow! Andrew, gaze oh, in your heart out. That's
2: some clickbait of your own. You, you won't believe this trick shot
1: our <laughs> uh, producer Bron Literally, pulled off.
3: they don't call me LeBron for nothing, so... <laughs> oh, LeBron. Le- Le- <laughs>
1: Producer LeBron. All right, Producer LeBron, what have you been clicking on this week?
3: So from news.com headline, super gross, woman's shock oodie discovery. This was sent in by Holly on Instagram.
1: Um uh, But was, it was like dropped some food onto it and it was in there for ages, like a spring roll in the bottom of the oodie or something. Oh, uh,
3: Well, kind of. So oodies are like an oversized hooded blanket thing. I've got one and it's very, very comfy. Um, But this woman, she cleaned it for the first time ever. She posted a video on TikTok, the water in the bath turned brown. I guess the shock discovery was if you don't wash your clothes, they'll get dirty. (laughs) Yeah, but I I do,
1: like, when you get something like that, and, you know, those of you listening who have won, been lucky enough to win an all-day breakfast robe um, would know... That even the first cycle through the um, the washing machine just ruins the fluffy texture. It's never the same. I don't know if I've ever washed mine. No, no. You gotta you gotta ride that lightning for as long as possible.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm you know, I still got little bits of fluff on me every time I wear it, but you know, <laughs> I'll put up with that. Just to have it nice and fluffy still.
1: All right. So, um, was there any scientists weighing in as to what you should do with your? clothes and dunas wearable dunas
3: <laughs> just wash wash your clothes i think was the takeaway from that article
1: it's fair fair enough it's fair. all right what's up
3: next this is from seven news headline haunting is the latest dating trend that is as creepy as it sounds
1: Whoa, okay so is this it's interesting cuz ghosting to me yeah, you you disappear mm. but haunting which is what ghosts do by the way it seems like you're constantly there but they you They can't see you?
3: Kind of. So
2: Oh, oh, wait, wait, can I have a go? Mm -hmm. It's you kind of make someone think that you're available, but you are not. Mm. So, like, whenever they're like, hey, should we catch up? You're like, yeah, maybe. (laughs) 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 You know, you don't just disappear. You're just sort of always around. Dating purgatory.
3: I think it's more like if you have an ex or someone that, you, like a past flame is what they've described it as, mm-hmm. that you stalk their Instagram stories and that you like Facebook posts from time to time. So you don't speak to them but you're lurking around oh, on social media.
1: Yeah, okay. So you've broken up but you're constantly double tapping on their contents. So
3: yes you're around. Uh, it's like a post ghosting world. You're haunting. <laughs>
2: Ah, so after you've ghosted someone, then you still haunt them with the likes and stuff.
3: I guess so. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah, Okay, that
3: makes sense.
1: Well, I got stuck with a bit of a haunting situation because my ex girlfriend set up my dad's phone five years ago, (laughs) and he doesn't remember his like iCloud password, and he had to to call it to try and try and figure it out. So it was a bit of a online haunting over the weekend.
3: Oh, that was recently.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Yeah no yeah that was, that was yesterday. Oh my
2: god! <laughs> <laughs> all right, well I hope he got into his uh, account whatever he needed. Yeah, no, it's sorted. Uh, all right, well let's go uh,
1: number three.
3: Last one. So this is from mylondon.news. Um, headline. Oh, Ron, I know. Searching
1: far and wide for you. <laughs> wow.
3: Um, headline, Kate Middleton's favourite drink really isn't what we expected <laughs>
2: <laughs> Alright, let's go Let's all go Come on What would well. Kate Middleton's Okay, let's start by thinking What would you expect Kate Middleton's favourite drink to be? I imagine Kate Middleton is a huge tea drink. I would say huh? a gin and tonic mm. Wait, no, come on Is that on. what I'd expect?
1: What you'd least expect? A down at Wimbledon or a Pims or something
2: what? No, that's this is all stuff you'd expect from a what late 30s.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm woman. saying. What would you expect? And I'm I'm. Oh, okay, I'm saying it's, okay. Well, so what? The article's claiming it's not what we expect. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what you wouldn't expect: Eggnog. <laughs> all right, I'll tell you what you you know what I wouldn't expect: you... VB. I wouldn't expect it to be <laughs> sucking back a little vomit bomb. <laughs> Alomo
2: Bitters, all right. It's a Ghanaian liqueur that's apparently supposed to help you. Your, you know, you know what stand better? Ooh, the goat weed.
3: It's a pint of Guinness, ah, which um, I I mean, that's not
1: the most unexpected. Yeah, I'm going to put that half, Bron.
3: There's also another one, which this is not a very PC name, but the name of the cocktail is Crack Baby, and they (gasps) served it at their wedding the royal wedding apparently in 2011
2: goodness me wow I wonder wonder how many the Queen
3: had well the Queen uh, we've got a few others the Queen loves a gin Camilla loves a red Prince Charles loves a crisp gin and tonic
1: what does Prince Andrew love?
2: (laughs) (laughs) alright and that's the end of this segment thank you very much producer Lebron from downtown Uh, we will see you next time thank you
1: Well, Matt, the big news over the weekend for particularly for people like ourselves who love some live music was the terrible incident that happened at the Astro World Festival in Houston, which Travis Scott, amongst a bunch of other people, were performing. Um, at the time of record, I believe eight people have passed away with dozens more critically injured and, and even more injured. Um the you know, when these things happen nowadays, there's so much Video footage as well of people, and those have been sort of emerging over the weekends since the crush. Um, whether it was earlier in the day with people sort of storming the gates and trying to get in to watch the festival for free or um later on, where, yeah, a really difficult to watch uh, one where a girl gets up on a platform and is trying to yell to the cameraman that stop the show because people have died, and this is still currently a concert, and it's not going to get better, and uh, people aren't going to get helped if uh, the show doesn't stop, which um, which didn't happen for a while.
2: Yeah, well, look, I saw reports that uh, the first calls of people going down at the concert were at 9.30pm on the Friday night, which uh, the Houston Police Department Chief Troy Finner confirmed. Uh, that's when the officers were first alerted to it. They said the event didn't stop until 10.10pm, 10, 10 though. Um, and they they said they didn't they didn't stop it immediately because they didn't want to incite a riot. There was something obviously happening in the crowd. There's a lot of rumors that are going on. Mm. One of the things that stands out recently for me though was that a security guard claims to have been needle spiked. Which I mean it, it is beyond me that this even happens. But apparently um, was working at the festival. Attempting to grab someone or restrain someone. Uh, this is what news.com.au is uh, quoting. Uh, someone during the scuffle when he felt a prick on his neck before losing consciousness. Medical staff who helped the guard also reported a mark on his skin that aligned with such an event.
1: Wait, because I haven't heard this yet. Is that like yeah. someone, the only thing that brings to mind is like spy movies where people do that to someone with a yeah, material a guard, that like, knocks well,
2: yeah, a guard yeah. who's standing out the front of a building that they want to get into. Yeah, apparently that 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 there is out rumors or um, you know hearsay that that is part of the reason that people started the sort of stampede in the first place. That there was someone needle spiking people, Jesus. and they were trying to get away from this person. Um, and there was also yeah fights breaking out. So, I mean, it's it's a really jarring feeling. And look, I have to I have to say, I've have you ever been in a Human crush before?
1: Well, I, not to that extent. I, I think I've mentioned when I was in the rage against the machine, Mosh pit hit the deck in that it's absolute bedlam, you know, and mm-hmm. like that you, it's very easy to panic and it is very difficult to get up from those situations when you are in that moment.
2: Yeah, and I may have mentioned as well before um, the incident that I went through in Ghana back in 2001, Dad and I went to see a uh, football match Mm. and there was a bit of on-field kerfuffle and then the um, sort of security and police at the stadium decided to tear gas, fire tear gas into the crowd and people like absolutely panicked, man. And it was the first time I've ever been unable to control anything Mm. in a crowd of people. It was just dad and I and dad got so scared and I started getting scared and seeing people like going down steps and I'm sure I've said it before, but I'll just because it's, you know, happened just over the weekend, watching crowds of people storming down steps and seeing people on top of those people like – diving for their life because they're so scared and riding down like they're crowd surfing on top of those people and having to step over people on the ground who are, who are passed out on the floor and six people died in that event. Goodness. Um, and a few months later, the same thing happened and the whole stadium collapsed and hundreds died and thousands are injured. And it's, it's really, yeah, it's really scary stuff. And you, you know, you think I remember in 20, 2001, I remember friends had just gone to see to the big day out and, um, this terrible incident happened. Yeah, where
1: one person passed away.
2: Yeah, Mm. um, Jessica Michalik. And, and, you know, from that point on, I felt like that there was kind of always going to be measures in place.
1: Yeah, well, the D barrier was brought in Australia, so... for that particular festival, so a crush couldn't happen from the back, but it, it's it showed that it can happen anywhere. The um, the Falls Festival crush that happened a few years ago, where there was a little bit of a bottleneck and someone goes down at the front, and then someone trips over them, and then people at the back don't know. They keep pushing, and it can really get get out of hand. And I, I guess I've been on the other side of it, where Triple J's put on, as you know heaps of gigs, and I've been to other non-affiliated gigs before as an MC and that kind of thing, and occasionally you get handed the mic and say, someone says, we're going to stop the music, go out and tell everyone we're not starting again until things calm down. And that is, uh, I'm so glad that that gets done when people make those decisions. It sucks in the moment because people are having a lot of fun, people who aren't under a bunch of stress, um, don't know what's going on. But it it does go to show that, um, yeah, these kind of decisions need to be made and it needs to be at the very start of of signs of it rather than, oh, it will be, you know, it'll kill a vibe, you know. It's yeah. a much better doing that than the alternative.
2: But, look, we uh, certainly wish all the best for all the people who are still struggling emotionally with uh, not just news of the incidents but mm-hmm. possible presence at the incident uh, and, you know, pay our respects to the people who lost their lives in such an awful situation.
1: And, you know, with festivals coming up in Australia, we're so happy to have them back. But, yeah, it just goes to show please be as safe as you can, look after one another and, um, yeah, just because we're back up and running, you don't have to absolutely lose your minds in these things. Be respectful, have fun and... Hopefully, we'll see you on the hill. All day breakfast. Well, it was very good to be finally be able to go and see the sheriff of Warrnambool, um, Ian Dyson, over the weekend, Matt Kai. My first trip to see him after a lockdown six, um, which was brilliant. So nice to catch up. Um, lovely man. Um, but... <laughs> He's got the name the sheriff of Warnable because well I think the first story I told you was um was when he was stopping himself getting swooped by magpies he rides his bike and swings a skipping rope over his head to um oh, as a propeller to deter um those ones he's able to sort of you know lasso horses in a similar manner so hence the sheriff cowboy um also shushed the librarians in the library and then assisted the librarians in helping deny a an anti vaxxer who was. Ranting and raving at the at the front door, so um, got back to see him. But I think I think these stories have helped um, you listening realize that you've got a couple of old sheriff parents around the place who can really crack the whip when necessary, get the spurs into the old little sides of the horses. What else? What else do sheriffs do? In
2: Sydney, they ride parking tickets. So <laughs> well, there you go. A, I don't know if that's as badass as what uh, Ian's <laughs> been up to, but. Uh, we asked you, are you the sheriff? Or Maybe you've been uh, the child of a sheriff. The sheriff's
1: deputy, as it were. Yeah,
2: and LJ got in touch.
3: I was shopping and it was Christmas time and there was a lady, she had a trolley and a handbag in the trolley and she was just browsing stuff, totally oblivious. And I saw two rather sketchy-looking people um, sort of sussing her out a bit. Anyway, they've come along in whatever fashion they've done it And just grabbed her bag out of the trolley and sort of briskly walked off. And she still didn't notice. I'm like, oi, those guys just stole your bag. So then I start running a bit to, like, where the front gates are, where someone stands to check your bags. I'm like, stop those two. They've just stolen this woman's bag. They got them and security came, but... Lesson for everyone. Pay attention to your bag.
1: Oh, oh LJ, the wow. Sheriff of Woolworths there. Um, Give LJ a badge. There you, <laughs> you she's earned it. Not on LJ's watch. Uh, and Karen's got in touch as well. Hello, Karen. Hi, how's it going? Not too bad. Your mum was a bit of a sheriff.
0: <laughs> My mum is generally a bit of a sheriff in the, the style that she likes to just point out to other people that they know they're doing the wrong thing and she's noticed too. Like, if you're in the... 12 items or less aisle with more than 12 items, she might just tap oh you wow. on the shoulder and say, you know this is the 12 items or less aisle, right? Oh, wow. <laughs> that sort of style.
2: I mean, some of us have gotten old enough to realise it's not worth fighting those fights. but <laughs> <That's right. laughs>
0: I have. She... She's 30 <laughs> years older than me and hasn't figured it out yet, but there's
1: still hope. So, so it's, you... it's the good thing about having sheriff parents in that situation is you get to, you know, hide and seek and hopefully, <laughs> you know, remove yourself from that situation so as not to be seen. Did you get quite good at that growing up, Karen?
0: Oh, yes, yes. So in, in particular, I think... Um... <laughs> One Friday night, being at a skate rink in Stafford City in uh, in Brisbane. Um, we didn't hang out there very often, so I'm not sure why we were even there. But yeah, afterwards, after the skate session had finished, waiting outside and thinking we were very cool, me and my bestie, um, talking to some guys from another school and uh, waiting to be picked up. And not by the guys, by my mum. <laughs> <laughs> yep, fair enough. <laughs> That's
4: not oh, maybe a bit of
0: both there, Karen. Come on, <laughs> yeah. let's be honest. Well, you never know. From a, uh, you have a but, couple of cowboys um,
1: from the town over, you're going <laughs> to. (laughs) Um, you're going to maybe give it a go.
0: That's right. Um, And then two other guys in the car park got into a bit of teenage fisticuffs, which we thought was rather hilarious at the time. And right at the moment when my mum was pulling into the car park to pick me up, so my mum, who's barely five foot tall, gets out of her car, goes over and starts screaming at them, telling them to grow up and stop fighting. (laughs) And the oh, guys wow. who we are talking to just go, oh, my God, imagine if that was your mum. How embarrassing would that be? No! And I'm standing there like, yeah. And I, I think my best friend even at that moment just wanted to die a little bit too. <laughs> how can I get? How can I just not have anything to do with this girl right now who's my best friend? I sort of tried to hang back as long as I could and just pretend I didn't know her, and eventually she spotted me and just yelled my name and told me to... car. <laughs> The jig was up and that was it. And oh, I got in the car. I said to her, you are so embarrassing. Oh, no. I love
2: that she's the embarrassing one and that where people are literally fighting in a car park. Yeah. And everyone's no, like, wow, she's... I wish I wasn't that
1: lady trying to stop people from fighting. No, she runs a very tight ship by the Sound of Things, which is awesome to hear, Karen. Thank you very she much sure for letting is. us know and we'll chat to you later.
0: Thank you. Bye.
3: All day breakfast.
0: And
2: thank you for joining us for another awesome episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Uh, thanks to all our callers. Thank you to Veronica Milsom as well for oh just sharing the, the <laughs> grisly details of the uh, of the chalk bite.
1: That's it. I'm a keep the chocolate in the cupboard kind of person, and this only um, solidifies my thinking on it.
2: 100%. I do not blame you there. Uh, and that's why I keep my tomato sauce in the cupboard as well.
1: Yeah, you don't want to chip a tooth it's... on a little bit of the dead horse. <laughs> All right, um, thank you very much for joining us and we will catch you tomorrow for another big episode. You can always keep in touch at to See you then. Bye-bye.
0: That's it. The all-day breakfast kitchen is closed. Got a story we need to hear? All the
3: links are at mattandalex.com.au. Listener.